We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Hey there, Knicks fans. (laughs) Oh, shit. Ah, uh, goodness gracious. Did not expect to be coming on doing a live stream uh, tonight on Tuesday. Two hours, two days, excuse me, not two hours, two days before free agency um, ostensibly begins. We know that is not the case. Uh, how you doing? It's your boy, Jonathan Macri, with you for uh, an emergency live stream to discuss a night which... Um, well, I haven't I haven't felt quite this way in oh, let's go back a little bit. Uh for those old heads out there, I believe the year was 2008 uh when Donnie Walsh uh not not necessarily uh, or he wasn't even in the job for that long at at this point. Um it was I, I it was I, a maybe a dozen games into the season, probably less. I forget the exact number. Uh, traded away uh, Jamal Crawford and Zach Randolph in, in one fell swoop to clear a bunch of cap space for a pursuit that would take place uh, roughly two years from then. That is not what is going on tonight because we are not two years away from what the Knicks are hoping to do. We are uh, two days away from what the Knicks not want to do, but appear certain that they are going to be able to do. And that, of course, is to bring aboard uh, Jalen Brunson, uh, the point guard, combo guard, whatever you want to call him, of the Dallas Mavericks, uh, son of New York assistant coach Rick Brunson, uh, represented by Sam Rose, son of Leon Rose. Uh, Leon Rose, of course, 
Uh, former agent to Jalen Brunson, Leon Rose, of course, former agent to Rick Brunson. Uh, the family ties go deep here. And as we sit and we process what is going to be based on the numbers that are being bandied about, uh, the most significant, at least in terms of dollars, free agent signing. Hello, Jeremy Cohen. Hey, John. Uh, I was just saying, uh, as we prepare to analyze and, and think about and process the most significant free agent signing in terms of in terms of dollars, at least, that the New York Knicks uh, have ever made in their history, um, more than Mario Stoudemire, more than when they re-signed Allen Houston. Um, we'll see if this winds up being more than uh, Julius Randle got it. it, it it seems like it's headed to be more than four for one hundred six. Although we don't know, maybe maybe it is, maybe it won't. Um, look, this is the guy they wanted. Uh, I said it a few hours ago, and now with the moves of Noel and Alec Burks to the Detroit Pistons for zero, <laughs> none, nada. First round picks going back in that deal. Just some seconds and some good old fashioned. Oh, you could fold it. You could put it in your pocket. You could put it under your pillow. Cash, baby. <laughs> Rules everything around me and you and everybody else. Um, I don't know how to attack this first. Uh, the, the, the first thing I want to say, just this is a good trade that they made tonight um, in, in terms of what we knew they needed to do. We knew what they wanted to do for them to be able to unload this uh, Noel's money. And, you know, Burks, who I'm sure has, has already been reported, the Pistons will try to flip and, and get an asset for uh, at some point. Probably. We'll, we'll see. Um, for, but, I mean, look, it, we've seen good players have to have assets attached to them when they're traded in this circumstance, when everybody and their mother knows the team trading them is trading them because they need to open up cap space today, right now. And oftentimes it means the value is a little bit lower. That being considered, I think the value is, is pretty good here. And um, why don't we start there? Thoughts on the on the trade? God damn it, Leon. This, I said to my girlfriend tonight, I'm looking forward to having a night off. And then he pulls this shit. Silly you. Yeah, silly me. Um, yeah, they did what they needed to do. And at this point, what's a, another couple more seconds? You know, at, the thing is, we still have time to figure out what their next plan is. I don't entirely know. Because they could theoretically create a giant traded player exception. Great tweet by you, by the way. Thank you. Um, Fantastic tweet by you. I appreciate that. So uh, basically, for those who maybe saw the tweet and maybe a little confused or you didn't see the tweet uh, with the Kemba Walker deal. It hasn't been made official. So essentially what could happen is July 1st, they could finalize the deal. It's Burks, it's Kemba and it's Noel going out. And the reason you, you can ignore traded player exception with Jeremy Grant or anything that, that Detroit would have gotten because they'll have cap space. So they can renounce the traded player exception, create a boatload of cap space and absorb all three of those contracts. So um, the question then is, are the Knicks basically going to generate a traded player exception that Dallas can uh, use to trade Brunson into it? 
And then Brunson gets, or excuse me, then the Mavs get a, a traded player exception out of that. Or are the Knicks going to just flat out renounce the traded player exception, go under the salary cap and say to Dallas, screw you, we're signing Brunson. And that's that. What's really fascinating to me is what the next steps are. Because, and, and listen, I know we can have conversations about their value and all that, but and I don't even know a lot of the stars that are on the market, so to speak. But here's the thing. The Knicks essentially have $23 million with Julius Randle. They have it's $23.7 or $23.8 million. $18 million going to Evan Fournier and $14.5 million going to Derrick Rose. So the prevailing question is, uh, let's see, it's 32.5, uh, 33 point. I'm, I, you know, I'm just going to use Excel because it's a lot easier than on the fly. Well, Here's the I, point. They've got yeah. a lot of money they can use in a trade and they can add up to a max caliber player, whether they go for a max caliber player or if there's one that hits the market. Honestly, couldn't tell you. But, but to, that's, be, to, to yes. be clear, the if they keep a giant traded player exception, from Detroit, which would theoretically be enough to fit Jalen Brunson in. I, I shouldn't say theoretically. That would be enough to fit Jalen Brunson in. Yes. They they don't then get cap room in addition to that. That that is the move that they would make if they stay as an above the cap team. So it's not like they could they could have their cake and eat it too in that sense. I I, I think for me the more interesting thing here is like they it, it's very I, I Again, there are reports still coming out. Leon Rose could go and sign Jalen Brunson to a max contract with this with this salary cap space that he's opened up. It, could. It's, po- Just, it's possible. Yes. It's possible. It's only 30.5 million. It. That's where the max starts for him. And if he does that, Look, there will there will be people that will have things to say about that, about the notion of Jalen Brunson being a max player. I, I don't know that that would diminish the accomplishment of getting Jalen Brunson that much for this reason. As we've been talking about for months on end, it's the amount of money you give to a guy is only really important if you're going to go ahead and try to move him. If they see Jalen Brunson as a foundational piece to, and look, if they, if he's not a foundational piece of what they're doing moving forward, then this is a gross miscalculation. But if they're like, look, we want you to be here. We want you to be here, not for one year or two years, but for the entirety of your contract and be a part of whatever it is that we're going to do next. The money doesn't really matter unless they were planning to open up cap space, which as you've been discussing at length over the last several days, that may be a path they take, or they may take a completely different path in which they're going full in on. We're going to trade for the next guy or guys that are going to fill out um, this roster. So like, I'll say this. I trust this front office to this extent. If they're going big in terms of the money for Jalen Brunson, I don't, I don't, expect that to I don't expect that aspect of it to come back and bite them in the ass later on. Did I misstate anything there? No, I think that's totally fair. I guess the the big question that I'm dealing with right now is look, we don't know what the value was for Alec Burks on the market. We know there was interest in Nerlens Noel. I understand that um there was a prevailing thought of like, oh, well, the Clippers don't have assets so they want a salary dump. Uh, they'll take on Nerlens Noel 
and they'll get some sort of asset and they can use that. And the reason it never made sense to me was, well, they're already paying an, a godly amount in luxury taxes. And yeah, Steve Ballmer has a ton of money. He's the richest governor in the NBA, yep. but I don't think he's looking to take on New Orleans Noel's $9 million contract in exchange for a first round pick, seconds, whatever it is. Yeah. Alec Burks had a lot of interest. It's been reported. There has been interest throughout. As so, he should. We saw it. He's Torian, a good Torian Prince, who's a worse player than Alec Burks, objectively speaking, just got a uh, two-year extension for eight, uh, $16 million. Alec Burks is essentially on a $10 million expiring contract. Right. So my prevailing question is, if Noel had even a sliver, slither, sliver of value, even if it was just like, hey, we'll, we'll take... We'll just take him. Right. We'll just take him. If Alec Burks had any positive value, which it seemed that he did, why then would the Knicks go the opposite direction and then yep. add picks to either of those players to move them out. And the answer I feel like is the traded player exception, because the fact that it's going to Detroit, that's already taking Kemba Walker, that they're saying to the, it's not that these, it's not that these players, especially Burks don't have value. It's that the Pistons recognized or the Knicks recognized that they might want to get the traded player exception. That's large enough. And the Pistons said, well, um, cool, but you're also giving us $19 million. Like The benefit for them is they could take Burks, they could keep him, or they could take Burks and they could flip him for a better asset. They are in a great situation. Yeah, but for the Knicks, it seems trade. like what's more valuable for, at this moment, this can all change, but at this moment, it seems that they have, might have more interest in creating a traded player exception for Jalen Brunson than they are for sending all these guys out and clearing cap space. Because if they wanted to do that, they would have found a higher bidder than just this. And if you're asking yourself, and then we're going to get to the super chats, because uh, thank you for everybody watching. We have a, a shit ton of people watching right now. Um, and we're going to get to all the super chats in a moment. Uh, I'm going to a- attempt to summarize this, and then Jeremy's going to correct me if I fuck up. Um, if you're wondering why, what's the difference? Why care about trading Jalen Brunson into a traded player exception versus. Did we get some news? Yes. Uh, so ignore everything because James Edward III just said, and for those wondering, per sources, this is a separate deal, not part of the draft uh, deal involving Detroit and New York. Interesting. So, and it's it's also interesting because even if the Knicks cleared Kemba Walker, the TPE they got for Kemba Walker, remember, you can't combine TPEs. They're no. separate entities. So theoretically speaking, then, I mean, all of that, what no. I just said, goes up and spoke because... Well, because they're not going to necessarily, unless they dump more salary and then hold on to the $19 million TPE, but then that doesn't. Well, I mean, hold it, on. Those, those two salaries do fit into the Jeremy Grant TPE if they want. This is the the chaos. You want to get nuts? The NBA. Listen, Let's get nuts. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Here's what this does, unless I'm mistaken. Um, if I'm, I'm literally, this is off the top of my head. I, I think the math works here. If no, because the traded player exception go, goes away. If you renounce it, if you if, get cap space, if you get cap space. Yeah. Okay. I was, I was going to concoct something with, with DeJounte Murray, which I know is on a lot of people's mouths. Um, the only so way then, you would do that just for what it's worth is you do this deal. Um, and then you would renounce Kemba and then you'd have to send out more salary with less coming back to then, or you could do salary matching. Like you could still, it's complicated. It, it's not clean. It's an well, ugly mess. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. Could, uh, we're, we are going off the rails. Couldn't you stagnate the trades 
to get to get under the cap. No, no, no. You wouldn't be able to get it because once you get under the cap, no, to get under the cap and then sign Brunson. Um, and then that gets you over the cap and then execute the um, Noel and Burks trades after the fact and then get the traded ex- player exception. You could do that, right? You could, but then how are the Knicks clearing enough cap space in order to sign Brunson? Yeah. Because otherwise, it's, again, yeah. it's, it goes back to, are they dumping Evan Fournier for no money? Are they dumping well, Derek Rose for no money? So like, that's again, if Evan, if Evan Fournier is going back to Dallas in the in a sign-in trade, if you're just doing the Kemba salary dump and you're leaving the Noel and Burke salary dumps for later, create a traded player exception. Theoretically, you could do that in two separate transactions, right? It depends if the math works for the Fournier part. It probably doesn't it does. because if, if you're getting Brunson at a max, it might be closer with salary it might be matching. Clo- it, it might, it you might know, be close. We, let's we, go we, to the super chat because we're just at this point we're just. <laughs> This is what People happens. To hear us folks, in, hear us folks, speak out loud this like is that. what happens when you look at this shit for two straight months, and you two look at these. Generous. It's conservative. I, oh my god! Can't you wait start to, to think of, of these machinations. All right, our first super chat, I believe, is from Mello from Toronto. Brock Aller is a madman. I think this move also means the next are going to Knicks are going to do more after signing Brunson. But wow, I'm not mad at this at all. Yeah, I don't know how you can be mad at it. Um, I mean, if you hate Brunson and you think he's like a $12 million a year player, then you should be mad at it. But other than that, I, I, I don't know how you could be upset at this. Uh, also, I'll just say this quickly. It's yeah. more... I'm not mad at it because the direction was clear. It seems that from the reports and from... like They're continuing with what they should have done or what they were planning on doing. It, it's yeah. un, it's you know continuing that process. The part that then irritates me is more talking about last off season and how right and and we'll we'll have an in memoriam for last off season when we have more details or maybe maybe you know what last off season cost them six second round picks and one of them is a fake second round pick because one of the picks that just went to Detroit in this deal is not a real second round pick plus yes plus swapping from thirteen to the twenty twenty five bucks pick which can be which is a mystery box but. Well, not it's, it's it wasn't not, really. It's not like you're hemorrhaging assets because, again, like it's important, but it's not because you're just a buy second round picks. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm not like I'm not super upset about it or anything like that. It's more just like if hindsight's 2020, you know, like the whole point for me was, OK, you have Alec Burks. You are able to turn him into something that helps you down the line, not what is essentially neutral, because to me, neutral is like plus or minus one second round pick. Yeah. Um, uh, Let's say this. Lots of teams uh, over the course of NBA history have screwed up and then had to get out of those screw ups to do the thing that they want to do. And most of the time it costs them a lot more than what it costs the Knicks. Uh, Deron visual variant. Tell Jeremy to get on here. We need to see all the PPT options. Deron, I got a job like I, I got to go to work tomorrow uh, and I got cream after that. Maybe another time, but, but I like where your head is at next time. Oh, and here we go. Our first, mm. maybe our, our only, but or definitely our first from Robert cross. First time, long time, John, should I be excited? The Knicks core will now feature RJ IQ, OB, uh, O and Brunson hashtag 53 wins. I mean, yeah, that's a hundred percent. I think, I think the biggest question for me right now revolves around Randall and I don't want to turn this into a Randall centric live stream because 
there's no reason to, but like it is very clear tonight that this organization is eminently comfortable making massive waves in terms of upending this roster. Uh, any any um, attachments to any play like throw that out the window. That's a separate conversation to whether they find good value, whether they find a new home for Julius Randle, all those things. Um, that's what I'm wondering, Jeremy. Well, I feel like two things kind of come to light. Number one, the idea that the front office is obsessed with winning deals. This was not a winning deal unless your ultimate goal is cap space, which it was, but like it's a fair you, deal. It's, it's an sure. objectively fair value deal. Sure. But then, and again, I, I don't want to rag on the, the Kemba part. I, I'm, I'm fine with it. It's more just like th- there is a perception that the front office keeps holding out for the right deal, almost like Danny Ainge. I also can't help but wonder with the deadline, if they had moved Burks and Noel and Cam, were they better suited doing it then versus now? I think they there's an argument. Cam. They for now, like That's the thing. Robert is saying, should I be excited about RJ, IQ, Obi, and Brunson? And I'm just sitting here thinking, I hope all of them are still on the team. Oh, Brunson. I mean, it seems like Brunson's going to be on the team. But like, and I'm, I don't, I'm not trying to spread fear, or fear. I'm just, I'm being a little facetious here, just in the sense of like, we just don't know what the next steps are other than Brunson. We don't. Um, but <laughs> as of right now, Knicks fans, all the guys that you like are going to get to play because the roster just got very thinned out. Uh, Forgot NYC says, hoping we could somehow get Murray too. I'd cry. I mean, look, I, I someone reached out to me earlier. Uh, I, I don't want to put this too bluntly, but I, I don't think this is unfair to say. If the Knicks want DeJounte Murray, they could go get DeJounte Murray. I, I don't think anyone would disagree with that. It's a matter of the price. And do they want to pay what the Spurs want in terms of picks? And it seems like the talk with Atlanta is three firsts. Now, is that two Atlanta firsts and this, the Hornets pick that we traded them for Cam Reddish? Is it three Atlanta firsts? What are the protections? Like, you don't know what the Spurs would need to let go of DeJounte Murray. So I, it's an unknown right now. It is. And you know, Mark Stein did clarify, and he meant more of like, not and. The Knicks are looking or in the event that Brunson doesn't work. It feels to me like if the whole point with Brunson wanting to leave Dallas to come to New York to be the point guard, to have the ball in his hands a lot more, to lead the offense, that bringing Murray into the fold makes a little bit less sense as well. Um, and then it comes down to the asset play of, is that something that they would really want? I um, to Again, he's a good player, but I just don't think that Brunson and Murray is necessarily the tandem that they had in mind, um, especially, I mean, from a floor spacing perspective, it's I, it, it would great. surprise me. Um, it would surprise me. It would, it would surprise me as well. Yeah. I, again, I, I wouldn't rule it out. Those are two. I'll say I'm going to put on my uh, uh, day, daytime talk show, radio drive time, talking, talking head uh, hat. Um, they're both dogs, Jeremy, with a with a W, with a capital W. It's D- lowercase D-A-W-G. D-A. Yep. No, lowercase D-A, capital W. Ah, yes. G-S. No, but like, I could see them being enamored with that backcourt from that perspective. It, it it doesn't provide you with the spacing you want. Um, Boy, talk about two wet, uh, wet dreams for Tibbs. Guys that just drive, drive, and drive some more. 
Um, we'll see. Um, we'll get excited about Murray if and when the time comes. Mr. Downtone, can the $30 million of space be for Brunson and DeJounte? No, it's it's not enough money for, for both of them. That's what I was trying to figure out before if there was something clearly that I was missing that that out, you know, would if they're going to trade for DeJounte Murray at this point, it would seem that it would be a straight up uh, swap involving Evan Fournier's contract and then whatever the picks are, unless I'm missing something, but that would seem to be it. Andrew? Just real quick, read his name again, Mr. You said downtone. It's downtown. Is that how you, is that it? I would, I would, I just, I want to get his name right. Thank you for the contribution, Mr. Downtown. I think I'm correct me in the chat. If I'm, I'm wrong. sure it's downtown. probably downtown. That would make yes. more sense than downtone. Yes. There you go. That's how I read it. I stick by my, I stick. I okay. Stick it. Maybe it's Mr. Downton. Miss Downton. That makes a lot more. You sense. know what? Now it's Mr. Downton, mm-hmm. even if yes. it isn't. So there you it's go. Mr. Downtown. I would down Abbey. Um, I don't know where we, we were talking about. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey guys, quick break to tell you about Factor. 
Factor makes it easy to eat clean 24-7 with fresh, never-frozen, prepared meals that are so delicious you wouldn't believe they're actually good for you. Factor saves you time by delivering chef-crafted meals to your doorstep, eliminating the hassle of grocery shopping and meal prep. Not to mention cleanup. No dishes to wash here. Each Factor meal arrives pre-prepared and ready to eat in two minutes. That's even faster than ordering in. Factor tackles the tough stuff so I don't have to. Their registered dietitians and expert chefs work hand-in-hand to create meals with nutritious ingredients. And with 29 meal options each week, I'm never bored. Going off script for this next part to tell you just how convenient and delicious I've found Factor. My to-do list is usually never-ending, whether it's producing this show, hosting my own show, Final Review, preparing a proposal in Long Beach, doing my taxes, or whatever else. I rarely have time for meal prep. When Factor sent me a box to test out, I chose the extra protein option. They sent me a week's worth of meals, and I had no idea just how convenient this was going to be. Each meal comes pre-prepared. You just put it in the microwave for two minutes, wait another two minutes for it to cool down, and boom, in four minutes, my meal is ready and it's delicious as well. Last night while I was editing this podcast, I heated up the pork shepherd's pie with white cheddar, Yukon mash, and roasted green beans. Not only was the prep time non-existent, but I was able to get a lunch break in and still get the podcast out for all of you to hear without taking a significant break. They have plenty of other meal options as well. There's vegan and veggie meals, keto, low-calorie options, cold-pressure juices, smoothies, energy bites, plant-based bars, extra protein, the one I chose, veggie sides, and more to keep you fueled and focused all day long. Don't hesitate. Head to go.factor75.com slash filmschool120 and use promo code filmschool120 and get $120 off. That's code filmschool120 at go.factor75.com slash filmschool120 for $120 off. Uh, SB Gorilla. Good day to be a Knicks fan. Seems like things are starting to make sense. I feel like Randall is going to be gone. RJ Brunson and Randall is a clunky fit. Um, I'll stay with that for half a second. I, I wrote about that two months ago when I was I'm in the midst of all this craziness was was preparing an article for tomorrow or a newsletter for tomorrow. Have fun. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, I don't love those three guys together on the court. It It, you know, Jalen Bronson needs space. Uh, or, or let me rephrase that. Jalen Bronson operated with a lot of space in Dallas. Um, they call it spread pick and roll for a reason. He got to run that offense when he was out there um, without Luka, especially. And the Knicks, if Randall's still on the team, I just, I don't see that, I, which is why part of me is like, is there another move coming involving Randall? But which and and credit to you, man, you've been spitballing this for you. You've been saying for months. I, I, I just again, I, I I hear both of you the cynical side of like, I'll believe it when he's gone. I agree, but that's why I was about to say hundred percent, hundred percent. But there's just something about listen. If there's a way, there is not a unification over Brunson, and there won't be, and that's fine. Fans can disagree. That's that's totally cool. But it seems like one of the things that unifies the majority of a fan base that is very wide reaching and incredibly large. And it's, it's Julius Randall. And it's the thought of if you remove Julius Randall, if you're the front office, what does that do? Does that buy you time? I think it would because it would show a clear investment in OB and that's what a lot of people want. So, uh, 
we'll see. I, I, again, if he, if he's traded this offseason, then the whole point of re-signing him is validated. But we'll get into that if he is traded. And if he's not, we'll explain why it doesn't necessarily impact things. Man. I'm not even going to say if they found a way to move in. My goodness. Uh, Jessica, our girl, Jessica, I really hope they unload Randall. I, 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 what are the odds? This is the next comment. I really hope they unload Randall and whatever deals they wield the remainder of the week. Fingers, fingers, Robert crossed. 50 hashtag 53 trades. Love it. At this rate, we might, we might get to 53 trades in this offseason. Um, again, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. I hope you're right, Jeremy. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky, what's going on, Kev? Funny. I was just making my way through the Jeremy Cohen plan as, my, as the notifications hit my phone. If not, Murray, what's the move for this team post Jalen Brunson? That's my other biggest question because, again, with the amount of cap space they opened up, sh- yes, this could just be give Brunson the max or or start him at his maximum first year annual salary and then maybe have this uh you know going down 5% after that and then you know ink uh Jericho Sims to a, a generous little little a big league contract it doesn't pass the smell test for me Jeremy thumbs up thumbs yeah. up i just can't quite put my finger on it at this moment but something does not pass smell test you're right I, John Honestly, I, 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 Kevin, I feel bad saying this because I, 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 you deserve a better answer than this. I, if it's, and again, the, here's the weird part, and that's why I went off on that little tangent to start the start the live stream. The, I, the money shouldn't matter where Murray is concerned. The the Murray thing, I, I'm pretty sure is going to come down to draft picks. Again, I, I'm. It's entirely possible I'm missing something. So I don't think it comes down to that unless there is another move coming here that we're just, you know, still still waiting. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I wish I had an answer for you. I don't have one right now. Um, we'll, we'll find out soon enough, though, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, Alec. Oh, wait, hold on. I, I can't see who this is from. Kevin Danishevsky. Um, I. Are you not able to see on the screen that I have them pinned? No. Oh, no. wait. Oh, yeah. There we go. There. there you go. Oh, wait. You're putting them right up. Yes. I am oh, putting that's, that's them really on nice the screen. Of you. Yes. You're welcome. Oh, what that's a nice producer. producer you are. Nicely produced. There you go. Yeah. Kevin Danishevsky, also Alec Burks, was dead. damn good, Nick. Thank you, AP. Man, I've been talking here for 20 minutes. I haven't given eulogized. Alec Burks his flowers. You haven't eulogized Alec Burks. No. I'll tell you this. Unlike most Nick fans, when I think of Alec Burks, I'm gonna have fond memories. That dude was a good Nick, and he get, he, he's gonna leave with a shitty reputation. And there's gonna be many people who are gonna read their news feed tonight or tomorrow morning. You're gonna be see, it, and they're they're not even gonna care about any of the caps stuff. They're just gonna be like, oh, thank God we don't have to ever watch Alec Burks play point guard guard. And you know what? Maybe maybe there is a little bit of this that is the for as we've been saying since January. The front office, you know, uh, preventing Tom Thibodeau from injuring himself or this team anymore. I, I you know, but Alec Brooks is a good player, and and that that's a, it's tough that he's going to go out that way. That's all. I agree. He's not a point guard, and that's fine. A lot of no. players aren't point guards, but he's a really great shooter, and does a lot of nice things 
he's just just a very good glue guy. And if Detroit does indeed flip him, then I expect them to get something decent for him. And oh, I- just, that's the nature of doing business as the middle agent. Good for them oh. if they if they pull it off. I will, I will be watching the Pistons this year. Not for Nolan's Noel. Um, Robert for the second Cross. round pick, of course. <laughs> Robert Cross with another one. This question is for Cutlets, the capologist. How would you grade Leon's offseason thus far? Consider the scale to be Alfred Payton to, to Jalen Brunson. I mean, it's literally Jalen Brunson, Robert. Like, it's literally Jalen Brunson. That's the... So, yes, I'm going to go with Jalen Brunson. Not Alfred Payton. We're, we're a million miles away from Alfred Payton. Thankfully, yeah. uh, Dom Cappuccini. What's going on, Dom? Going to miss AB. John, you called your shot on Brunson two years ago. Did I? Uh, okay. I'll I know I did. I, I have been on the Brunson train for a long time. I can't wait if Brunson does indeed sign to uh, to circle back to my subconscious sweet, uh, tweet for when Leon incepted his way into my dreams and told me this was going to happen. So uh, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. I don't remember what the hell I said, but I'll, I'll take credit. Um, it, it's about to be inevitable. How does it finally feel? I mean, I, it, you know, it's going to be tough because I I try to brush I try to brush off all the LOL Nick stuff. Oh, you know, I'm human. I bleed, Jeremy. You do. I, I it's my skin is not metal. I don't have adamantium bones or, or bo- excuse me, bones coated with adamantium. Um, I hurt. So when the barbs and arrows come uh, about, oh, the Knicks are going to spend, you know, a hundred plus million dollars on a, on a backup point guard, you know, it's, it's going to sting a little bit, but at the same time, look, Jalen Brunson, I think, by the time the playoffs were over, earned universal respect around the league. And again, you may not love him. You may not think that he's one of the best two players on a team that could really contend for anything. And that's fine. But like, there's a dude that the Mavs wanted. They absolutely wanted. And I think there would have been a market for it. Was a, we heard that there was a market for for with Detroit. I would have. I, 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 we haven't signed officially yet, but we're going on that assumption. Um, like it's a good basketball player, and the Knicks got him. And I know they got him because his entire fucking family and extended family works for the team. But you know what? I don't give a shit. It feels good. It feels good, and I'm letting it feel good. You said exactly on the Fred Katz podcast what I was feeling. When's the last time? Again, I, I'm putting the cart before the horse. I recognize that, but yeah. If the Knicks do get Jalen Brunson, when's the last time plan A worked out for the Knicks? I don't mean that as in down the line. Look, we can figure out down the line when down the line arrives, but that that was their intention. And like, if I could just read the next super chat comment. That's what I was going to say. With this whole thing. Signing your godson to a max isn't an accomplishment. I hear that. I understand. But it's not just his godson. He's a good player. He's a really good player. It's just how do you get to the next step? And to me, Jalen Brunson is very much this next step. He may not be signed to the max. I understand it's a large contract and he has to earn it. If it was given to him, he has to earn it. But he's also someone who at every step of his career has proved himself further. And it's the sort of thing where there's no player. I shouldn't say no player because, again, who knows what, what the Knicks are thinking. But it feels at this moment that realistically there is no 
player who is on the market who's going to raise the Knicks into contention. Even DeJounte Murray, if you love him, he's not going to raise the Knicks up several notches to the point where they are a realistic contender. And so, like, if you're not going to find that, what are you going to do? You do nothing? You're not going to tank. Even if you want the Knicks to tank, it's not going to happen. And whether you want them to do it or not, I get it. But in year three of a regime, they're not going to say, hey, let's perfect, let's purposely pivot to even worse than last season, because I'm sure that'll go over great. And so, you know, like, again, you can think of the thrifting of like a Tyus Jones type player. The Knicks have been missing a really good point guard for no. how many years? Stop. stop. How many times we've talked about the cap space and, and the salary cap and it's changing. And again, if, you, if you're not on board with Jalen Brunson, I get it. But I also don't because it, it just it all depends on how the money shakes out and the other moves. So stop I'll hold with, off on the rest of it till later. Stop with the tie. I'm not saying you stop with yeah. the Tyus Jones thing. Just stop. It's, Tyus Jones had a 16 usage rate last year. And I went because I'm a crazy person. I went through the games that he played without the without um, John Morant this year. And you know what happened to his usage rate? It went down when it was lower when John Morant wasn't. On, on the active roster is a 16 usage rate. It's in the bottom third of all point guards in the league. Jalen Brunson, when uh, he didn't play with Luka Doncic this year, had a 27 point something usage rate. I forget what the decimal point is. It's, uh, equivalent to RJ Barrett. Um, a hair below Julius Randle. You, you, you pay for production in the NBA. You don't pay for theory. You don't pay for plus minus. You pay for production. Um, Jalen Brunson literally any way you want to look at it, it gives you production. So, you know, yes, the godson, the family relationships, I, I, I get that all of that. And I, I'm sympathetic towards it. It's a real thing and it, it needs to be part of this conversation, but you know, the, the next getting a good player here, um, Jeremy E have to respect the front office that knows how to cut bait and capitalize when opportunity presents itself. Is Julius the next to go? Oh, well, your lips to God's ears, Jeremy. I hope so. Um, You're talking to me or to Jeremy E? Uh, Jeremy E or Jeremy C. One or the other. SB Gorilla. Mark my words. Brunson, RJ, Bridges, Obi, and Mitch. Man, I. Mm. Evan and Cam is Hornets and Randall. Evan and Cam is Hornets? Hornets. Uh, sure. Uh, and Randall in a three-way trade to Dallas. What do you guys think? Can it work? Uh, Evan and Cam to the Hornets. Miles Bridges to the Knicks and Randall to the Mavs. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know about that one. Why do you uh, think this is complicated? The three worst words in the English dictionary. <laughs> Face your compensation. It's a challenge. Um, I'm just... Uh, this is a great question. I'm just going to respectfully say no. Because I don't know if my brain can handle any more of that thinking. So and Mitch Kupchak also today in his presser said we want to keep Miles. Yeah. He's not going to. I don't at least we don't think so. The impression I got was him basically saying, let me get in front of here because uh I don't want Miles Bridges to get any other offers that would make it higher. Because, you know, and here's the other thing. If you're the Pistons, you're probably not going after Bridges, right? Oh. What's that? Chris Haynes. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. All right, so let's read oh, it out loud. This now became a Jalen Brunson live stream. Wow, go ahead, yes, John. It did. 
Wait, it became a Jalen Brunson. <laughs> this was a Nerlens Noel Alec Burks live stream. I don't know what. You're well, hold on. About. Let's. To be fair, if Chris uh-huh. Haynes is reporting this, are oh, we no, sure we that the wait. Knicks aren't signing <laughs> Colin so Sexton instead? No, he's good. <laughs> hold when on. Fr- right, Chris Haynes. Uh, okay. When free agency opens on Thursday. The New York Knicks are expected to present Jalen Brunson a four-year offer in the vicinity of. $110 million. League sources tell Yahoo Sports. Now I'll take my fucking victory lap, Andrew Claudio. I, I, this is what I, this is what I predicted uh, several days ago. I, I always thought 110 was, was the number. Um, not, not for any information that I had. Just to be very clear, that was literally just me pulling it out of my ass. I just had a feeling that 110 would be the number. Um, The max that it could start at, if it's a if it's at one ten, was that twenty eight and change? Uh, and I mean, to, with with the set. So, uh, uh, well, you do the math. I'll just I'll give the quick salary salary cap lesson. Um, NBA raises or uh, when you sign a player to a contract, uh, the year to year can only go up or down by so much. Uh, if a player is signing a free agent that uh, is employed by another team the maximum that they could either go up or down is 5% per year. So um, sign, for instance, for $100 million. Obviously, this is a, a facetious example. The least that you could make the next year is $95 million. The most you could make in the next year is $105 million. So if Jalen Brunson signing a contract in the vicinity of $110 million, I believe the most number, that the, the highest that he could start at is 27 and change, maybe 28. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, well, it just loaded. Give me a second, and we'll uh, we'll make the math. Uh, look, work. look at this but, technology. Just yeah. it, it's just substandard. Um, I'll read the next super chat. Robert Cross, GMAC. This is for you. Your, is your mic on? Oh, GMAC. Should, should I bring mini hot dogs to the Patreon only town hall tomorrow? Also, why are these other fools not Patreons yet? Uh, he literally spelled said Patreons best value in NYK land. If you are feeling uh, generous and you want to join us on the KFS Patreon, we do non Knicks content there as well as a town hall, which is where we send out a zoom leak to everybody that is in our top two tiers, the Ewing and Monroe tier, the link, uh, Oh, and in the Zoom call, and we once a month we hang out and we talk about life and basketball and entertainment. You know, I've talked movies, uh, inevitably. Um, <laughs> and then eventually I bring up baseball <laughs> as well. Uh, it's in the link that's right underneath this video. It's support us on Patreon. You go there, you sign up if you'd like to. Thank you, Robert Cross, for the shout out. Bring all the mini hot dogs you want. We can't enjoy them from where you are in the world, but you know. B-Y-O-S. Bring your own snacks. Bring your own snacks. Two things. One, this is an objectively hilarious tweet from SNY with the trade. That's what I was. I literally have the graphic here. So, John, read it out. Read it out for people who can't. Well, just later. Yeah. (laughs) Trade. Knicks get. And then underneath the Knicks get, it's just nothing there. (laughs) And Pistons get. Alec Bergsnell as well. (laughs) I just put it on the screen. There you go. That's great. Fantastic. Yeah. Shout so, out to whoever designed that graphic. So here's uh here's the math for people. Yes, thank you. If it is, let's say it's four years and 110 million dollars. Yep. If it's increasing five percent raise, it starts at twenty-five point five eight million dollars. That sounds right. If it's a zero percent raise, it's twenty-seven point five million. And if it's descending by five percent, 
It's a $29.7 million. That's what I was wondering. 29.7? 29.7. So uh, you had the number after these moves at 33 point something? Uh, let me go back to that. 33.5 right now. So that I leaves. I tell you, Jeremy, if, if, you, if you gave me a chip to bet right now on ascending or descending, again, I'm sh- I know that there's something I'm missing. I would bet on ascending because what? Well, but here's the other thing, though. What? It, it also, quite, like, does he want a player option in year four when the salary cap goes up? If that's the case, then he'd actually make more money with a descending contract. Yeah, no, for sure. I just like, I, I mean, three and a half million dollars is getting anything. Um, let's I, get I, let's, hey. That's a lot of money to, to people like us. So <laughs> I, I didn't realize that in your palace and your your oh toilet, my God, my palace, toilet fucking... paper. But Jesus Christ, I wipe I wipe my ass with a shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Fritz Rich. I don't wipe my ass with a shot. Fr- Fritz Francois, finish your thoughts on Fournier in a sign and trade. Um, no, I was just I was just thinking out loud in terms of. Different different possibilities that they could do getting under the caps, staying over the cap, this and that, and the other thing. Um, I will say this on Fournier. If you're if you're thinking about Murray, DeJounte Murray as a possibility for the Knicks, Fournier is the contract because they've Randall actually makes too much money uh for that to be involved in, in a in a Murray trade. Uh it's Fournier. Fournier is the you know, and that and you know, it's interesting. Like the I, who who the hell knows what the negotiations with Atlanta and San Antonio are like, but my my guess, if I had to wager one, would be Atlanta was trying to parlay John Collins into uh, a, a being something of value to San Antonio, and San Antonio was like, no, we'd we'd rather just have the picks. We want to be bad. Uh, we, we want we want to be bad. We do not help us pick. with that with John Collins. Um, Fournier, I could see the Knicks not. Posturing as if they think of Fournier is worth much. Yeah, um, I don't know if that makes any sense. It may not make sense, but like I could see them just basically offering Fournier as like a neutral salary. Anyway, that's that's. I don't really have anything else to say on that. Um, one, just one thing with Fournier. Yeah. It's interesting that his number is very close to the combined amount for Noel and Burks. Like I, I mean, obviously it was easier to break him up, but I'm saying in terms of like when oh, they were trying to dump him potentially into say, like the Boston TP, like they clearly had in mind of we need to get 18 to 19 million dollars out the door, and they found it in two salaries. They broke up versus one. 